not gonna post it. Oh. Is it a boomerang? It wasn't a boomerang. I don't know, I'm 30. I don't need these emojis. <laughs> You're 30 and these emojis? How old is Kai? 25. He's basically 30. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's the craziest shit you've ever said. I'm so glad I was recording for that. <laughs> your, your reaction was like crazier. He's 25, <laughs> he's basically 30. That's the most 23 year old shit you've ever said in your life. Well, when you round stuff up, it's- <laughs> Wow, he's 15, he's basically 20. What are you That's talking about? Difference. When you okay, round up, I we know you're a baby <laughs> and we're all old. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. He's 25. He's basically 30. <laughs> Welcome to Terrace House Mafia. I'm 30. <laughs> You're just projecting. Oh, big time. We'll get to that. That's pretty much all this episode's about. We got a, <sighs> we got a big old boomer in the house now. Is he a... No, he was born in 1990, <laughs> just like me. I'm a boomer. How... Internally. No, you're a zoomer. I wish I was a boomer. I'm a cusp. Actually. A cusp. I'm a cusper. I think I caught one of those with my net in Animal Crossing today. Cusp. Um, today we're going to talk about episode 33 of Terrace House season called Tokyo 2019-2020. This episode is named Half Blue. What does that mean? It's probably about Kai. Right? What, what does that mean? What do you mean what does that mean? What He's half blue? He's feeling blue. But half? Because he's, he's half blue? That oh, that's it? fucked if that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is. I, I don't understand what it is, really. Getting very conceptual with their episode naming. True. We were talking about that a little bit. It seems like the titles are getting more and more adventurous. Although, I will say, when I was loading up this episode, I did spot the title of the next one, which is The Case of the Bottled Beer Incident, which is... The a, grammar is just a bit odd That's there. a very, like, classic Terrace House episode name. Yeah, Any, it's if, true. If the word incident is in it, I'm I'm tuning in. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about this episode. First, we got to see Hana and Kai's trampoline date finally transpire. It was cute. Yeah, you were saying that during it, that it was cute. You didn't think it was cute? I thought it was cute. It felt... Maybe it's because we know so much about Hana's mindset when she goes into these dates. But it felt a little platonic to me. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, because we know what she's thinking. Yeah, and, and that's vindicated at the end of the episode when she says, was that a date? And he's like, yeah, of course it was a date. And it's like, oh, you two are not on the same page. Yeah. I it's, think me rooting for Kai is going to just fizzle out. It's gonna You're going to stop rooting for him, you mean? Like, I just, I want him to win, but I don't know. It's not, ha I mean, it, it's so funny because I at the end of the last episode of Terrace House Mafia, I could have sworn I said, this is this this Kai-Hana thing, I'm not going to get my hopes about it working out because... Um, he was, there's a component, I don't know how to articulate this exactly, other than to say he was there for her through the Rio stuff. And I think that in a, in a weird way disqualifies him as a romantic partner. Is that because she's opened up too much about her like feelings in like a weird way? Possibly. It just seems like she sees him and she, multiple conversations with the other girls have, have reiterated this that she kind of sees him as a friend and they're just friends like that's him, why she even confided in him in the first place yeah and and also i think there's a component of like she was able to let her guard down in front of him so fully and just be this sort of sniveling yeah uh, emotional sort of wreck that it 
I don't know how to articulate yeah, it. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like... Like, she never saw... It's not that that interaction made him in the friend zone. It's that she just never saw him as a potential to begin with. That's a good point, because she wouldn't have opened up to him if she saw him as a potential romantic counterpart in the first place. She would be yeah. like, imagine imagine if there were two Rios in the house, God forbid. Uh if there was a Rio 2.0 and he had walked in when she was like crying and freaking out of a Rio 1.0, I don't think she would have let her guard down and been like, oh, I'm so emotional over this guy. I don't think he likes me or whatever. She would have been like, you can imagine Hana being like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. This is embarrassing. I got to go and not talk to him. I think he's just not her type. Totally. But it's a bummer because in the peanut gallery agrees when they go on dates from a distance, it's like really cute sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's something about them as a couple that is like adorable and appealing. It feels like a waste in a way for that to not go anywhere. Yeah, they're like a cute Hafu couple. <laughs> I think that might be what it is. They like look good together. Mm, just visually. Yeah. Like but they visually. don't, the chemistry's not there, I guess. Yeah, the chemistry is, I guess, kind of friend like. That's the thing. They, yeah. You can have good chemistry and have it not be romantic chemistry. Like, it's true. They have good friend chemistry, I, I suppose. Um, and then kind of as a, as a contrast to that, um, we've got Tupas and Emika's date at this really cute theme park. Yeah, like the most romantic, cookie cutter romantic date. Yeah, it was it was weird because it was like when they first got there, it just looked like one of those Japanese like LED garden things that are so cute and beautiful. Yeah. But then there's also roller coasters, which is almost a weird. It looks so fun. I would love, I've never seen a theme park that's that vibe and it. I would love to go. Dating in Tokyo is just the best. That seems sick. So many good things to go out and do that are so visual mm-hmm. and so date-like. I mean, that's something you and I kept coming back to in this scene was like, wow, everybody around them is also on a cute date right now yeah. at this theme park. It's like, why is no one having babies then? That's, that's a mystery that is too big for this podcast. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna have to ask Prime Minister Abe, but he's dealing with some Olympic shit right now. He can't really... I'm going to... Work, move to Tokyo and work for the government. It would be sick if you joined Terrace House and when people ask what you do, you're like, yeah, I'm a I'm a birth rate enthusiast. <laughs> I'm out here trying to solve the birth rate and I figured I'd start with what I know, which is Terrace House, get you guys to have kids and then expand out to the rest of Japan. I can't let my people die out. That's true. You have a, you have can a I say? real motivation to do it. Um, I thought that this date was a disaster at first i like when he held out his hand to hold hands with her and she put her fist in it that was bad it was rough it was like she made some cute joke about like it's like holding hands with doraemon yeah so that was cute but it just seemed like a cold thing to do like he it just seemed like he straight up made a move and she straight up rejected it and there was no misinterpreting that maybe she's just awkward well that's what we come to find out is that he's sitting on the bench with her at the end it feels like the vibe isn't right. It feels like it's going really poorly. And then he goes like, I, I like you. And she says, arigato. Good on him, though, for still confessing again. Yeah. Even when she did that, like, weird fist rejection. <laughs> He's had multiple signs, I, I would argue, that this is not going to end well for him. And he uh, was like, here's how I feel. I'm laying it all out here, even though it could potentially be her hurt me or be embarrassing and it paid off because he says literally he asked her out he's like hey will you be my girlfriend and you and i both were like oh my god two of us what are you doing i think i literally said out loud like you you dumbass like <laughs> like what we were both 
like in shock when her re- she said yes. Yeah, she said, if you'll have me. And then he even that's turns to her. That's what every fucking Japanese girl says. That's the response? Yes, that's... I feel like every single couple that has formed on Tara's house, the girl has said, if you'll have me. Interesting. Interesting turn of phrase. But I love that the second she says it, he like turns her wide eyed and is like, Majide. Oh yeah, he did. He we was, had the same reaction. We were all like, ser- you, me, and Tupas were all equally like shocked. Like, really? Like, you're seriously saying yes to this dude? And then she talks about her reputation again. True. She does. I'm, I'm on Yamachan's side. Yeah, your team, she's very worried about her. You, do you think, but how far in, on Yamachan's side are you? Do you buy his theory that she's dating Tupas for reputation repair? Or do you think she really likes him? Uh, I mean, even he couldn't believe that she likes him. Yeah, but that's the that's the male experience. That's the straight guy experience. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I just, I guess it just rubs me the, maybe she thinks that she likes him, but mm-hmm. she's not self-aware enough. And it's like the relationship won't succeed. I just don't see that relationship succeeding. I don't necessarily see it succeeding either, but I'm I'm not as convinced that she doesn't really like him. I don't see why she can't authentically be interested in him. I they're both I mean we've said before that they're both awkward in the same way. Yeah. In a way that kind of matches. Um That's true. They had their little their little we had our second kiss of the season, but oh my gosh. we could not have had two more different kisses than the one in episode twenty three. Yeah. Or thirty the the one in episode thirty two and the one in episode thirty three. Like the most passionate, intense, hot and heavy kiss I've ever seen in Tara's house, followed by the most weird. We actually rewound and watched the Tupas Emika kiss just to see who pulled away first because it was so quick and just such a peck that we were like something. This has weird. This kiss has weird pacing, <laughs> and going frame by frame through it, it's definitely Tupas who pulls away first, right? Like in zero point five seconds. It's it's so. That was his first kiss. That's our theory. Yeah. Is that that was his first kiss ever? Um, it's so weird. I, weird's not the right word, but. It still is hard for me to to wrap my head around the the structure and rhythm of Japanese dating and how these two go from not even holding hands or interacting with each other physically basically at all other than like sitting on the couch next to each other to having this very regimented, will you be my girlfriend? Yes. And then they immediately go from that into like holding hands and, and touching and kissing and sleeping next to each other all the time. It's just this weird... We've talked about this before. You've brought this up before where like the type of relationship flow we're used to is this gradual, mercurial, nebulous, are we a thing? Are we not a thing? Yeah. Thing. Whereas at least based on Tupas and Emika, it's like this super structured, rigid, we are not dating at all until we're dating and then we're extremely dating. I think. That might actually be the reason for a lot of the conflict this season because Mm. like of how half or like how international the cast is, like they have different standards of what a date is or what chemistry is. Totally. And and then there's just kind of like miscommunication around that. Yeah. Like Kai thinking that was a date, but then clearly Hana thought that like it should have been more formal of a date. Yeah. And in America, that would be considered a date. For sure. Maybe in Japan, it's more of a hangout. Yeah, because, well, and like like you're saying, Hana has made it clear, at least to the other girls, that she wants more forwardness and more clearly delineated dates that are, are more romantic, that he plans and he initiates and stuff. 
Whereas he's more, maybe, maybe he's used to that Arizona dating where it's just like, like you vibing. Ask, yeah, you're vibing. You ask a girl to hang out with you. You guys go to a cute trampoline park together. Like, of course it's a date. And that's, I, I like your theory. I like your, because even with the Rio stuff, there was like the girls and him had a different understanding of how frank and yeah. how poor they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and about like confessing first and stuff, which we talked about. Like I'll, how often on like a first or second date have you gone somewhere so datey? You talking about trampoline? No, like this this starlight illumination Christmas. That is true. This is park. like essentially their second. If if the movie thing was their first date, then I guess this is basically their second one. And that's like this is more like a one year anniversary setting. Yeah, that sparkly theme park. I think yeah, maybe that's what I'm getting from the shows. Japanese are all about these like formal dating rules, where Americans are more kind of just like. You want to vibe first. Yeah. You kind of accidentally start dating someone here, which seems almost impossible in Japan based on the way they're acting here. Yeah. Um, there was still like moments of their after she says yes, where they're just kind of holding hands and cuddling on the bench where I was like, this is the closest thing to romance we've seen all season. It's true. Like mm-hmm. whatever was going on between Vivi and Rio, whatever you want to call that, that is that is not love. No, this is cute. <laughs> this is actually cute. And, and I, I kind of... I, I still think that if you look at Emika's quirks and eccentricities and like her unwillingness to hold his hand through the lens of her being actually embarrassed and maybe slightly concerned about reputation, I I still find it plausible that she's she actually likes him. I'm just like, don't hurt him. Yeah, you, know? you you and and our temporary co-host May filling in for this episode and presumably the next one. Um it's funny, she has the biggest heart on for Tupas ever. <laughs> Rivaling even yours. I don't have a hard on for him. Okay, well. He's just like a really sweet, pure guy. Yeah. And I just feel like she's going to hurt him. Watching the peanut gallery deal with May's weird, unsubstantiated affection for this guy. felt It felt like you were her and I was the other five members of the peanut gallery. Because <laughs> they were like, they, their Majide, when she said that she liked Tupas was almost bigger than his when he got a girlfriend. They were like, really him? Like, what do you see in him? And she I, she explained herself well, but they still couldn't quite wrap their head around why she liked him. Honestly, he should date her. He should not be dating any Terrace House cast members. He should be dating this famous actress. True. I mean, I'm sure he'll get there with his current track record of ending up in crazy yeah, places. Falling ass backwards into relationships with beautiful women who are like five leagues out of his league. <laughs> All right. I'm team Tupas in this. I'm not not team Tupas. I just think that he, this this equation doesn't make sense. Immediately after they became a couple, yeah. she says, she's like, oh, like, so funny. Like, everybody thinks I'm a slut. I'm so experienced with men, but I'm really but not. But this proves, like, I'm not or something. It's literally, like, it's so funny. <laughs> To me, it's so fake. Well, I, one thing that I do agree with about that is that my ideal Terrace House cast member is able to completely ignore and forget the cameras in a way. Yeah. And doesn't feel like they're acting or like they're like, like she would have kissed him or held his hand more, more actively if she wasn't nervous about the cameras. Remember, she says that she didn't hold his hands because she was worried about how it would look initially. Holding, and, holding hands isn't going to make her look like a slut. Yeah. I don't know what she's. That's not what. I don't, 
I don't trust that anything she does is genuine just because we know for a fact how Ugh. concerned she is about totally. the way that she's perceived. I agree. My my and that's why my ideal terrace house cast member forgets the cameras to as much of a degree as is possible, just interacts with the other people like they're people and isn't like worried about what kind of mean messages she's going to get on her SNS sites the next day. It 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 makes it hard to get lost. I mean, as much as I love the meta aspects of the show, it's hard for me to totally lose myself in the inner relationships when I know that one of the people on screen is like so obsessed with how they're coming off on camera. Yeah. It, it's, it's why I'm not that bummed that she's leaving. Same. But Tupas leaving... You're, I'm sad that Tupas is leaving. We never got to know him. It's crazy that we are now, once again, going through a single episode, three-person rotation, basically. We are going to have, uh, in the next episode, presumably, two new guys and a new girl. We've got one of the new guys already. I guess we should talk about, uh, <laughs> about what's his name. <laughs> we should talk about Nino a little bit. Such an interesting name. Nino. N-I-I-N-O. Like a DJ name. <laughs> Nino. Nino. He's a 30-year-old CEO of a company of, of what is perhaps the most Japanese company concept I've ever heard. Yeah. Which is his whole company is a startup and their whole business model is helping people quit, quit their jobs and turn in their resignation letters who are too scared or hesitant to do it themselves. And it makes the whole process easier. So during your last weeks on the job, you don't have to like ask about when to turn in your laptop. <laughs> they take care of all of it for you. I wonder how much they charge for like one <laughs> exit strategy. I think I'm turning into Yamachan because like when I watched it, I was like, this is literally just a pitch. He's trying to get investors. Yeah, you wrote, you said <laughs> as, as he was talking, you said that like it was basically it felt like a pitch meeting and then the first thing Yamachan said was this feels like a pitch twice in this episode i said the same thing Yamachan said before he said it that's a dangerous that's slippery that's slope to go down um bitter okay well so in in defense of the ceo guy who i i don't know and don't really have any feelings about yet i will say that i bet for him when people ask what he does he's like any business owner he probably has a rough script nailed down in his head that he's recited so many times at this point. Yeah. Especially if his company was the first one in the business and there's now 20 imitators, it sounds like. like it's pretty crazy, honestly. It's impressive. And it also means that when he's asked to explain his job, he probably has done it so much that it just pours out of him and ends up sounding like a pitch because it's a pitch script that he's doing. That's my guess. Mm. But he is now the villain True. of the show, according to Noelle. No, no, no. I didn't like him until he asked Hana out on a date. Oh, now you do like him? And I him? flipped. I like him. Interesting. Yeah. I would have I thought that would make you like him less because he's interfering with your boy. Kai. Kai. Which is me. <laughs> yeah, you continue to insist. That when I see Kai, I see myself. Interesting. So mm -hmm. you're able to empathize with him a lot for that reason. Mm -hmm. You're funnier than him, so. Oh. <laughs> um, he is going to... I mean, I mean, Off first himself. he's going to be, he's going to make like one of them Japanese salary men he was joking about. Yeah. Um, no, he, I just, I think that this Nino guy is so forward and so willing. So he, he's every, refreshing. It's, it totally is. And it's also everything that Hannes has spent the whole episode saying she was asking for. Somebody who is forward, forthright about what they want, asks you on a date that feels like a date. It's it's really to the peanut gallery's point. Their hope is that it's going to light a fire under Kai's ass and and make him more 
on the offensive is how they put it. Yeah. I kind of think that he doesn't have it in him. Well, I think that even if he did, I Hana's just not physically attracted to Kai yeah. to begin with. I think that if the, I mean, the final exchange in the episode is her asking if the trampoline thing was a date and him saying, of course it was. You're not playing from a winning position at that point. If if the girl you're dating doesn't know you're dating her, <laughs> shit's not going that good, homie. Do you think that Nino's going to do the same with the other girls and then like two of them will be heartbroken? Interesting I question. I can see that happening. I could. I mean, like there, there are shades of Rio already and how this is going down from the moment that Hana first laid eyes on him and couldn't stop giggling and even hiding uh, her face a little bit. It, it, it was so obvious. It It's so obvious. And like, it feels like the cycle is beginning anew in a way. But yeah, dude, I just think that Kai, if the peanut gallery has their fingers crossed that Kai is going to suddenly like accelerate and take her on some nice Pepe style hotel restaurant dates with a beautiful view. I just think a, that like you're saying that ship sailed already. She's just not attracted to him. And B, he just doesn't seem like the type to take you on a traditional date. He's a hangout homie type dude. She asked him to paint her. What does that mean to you? I'm just like, why would she ask him to paint her? If she's not down? If she has no romantic interest in him. Isn't that kind of like a deep thing to ask someone to do? I kind of think so. But I just also think that there's an obliviousness to Hana. She she just told mm. us she thought that that date was a homie's date. Uh, yeah. She's she's also said that he doesn't make her feel like a woman. Right. I I just think that it would it would take a there's a one in ninety nine chance he's able to put that genie back in the bottle and and have a romantic relationship with her at this point. Japanese people always use that. They're like that term. He doesn't make me feel like a woman, or I don't feel like a woman. Mm. I don't get that. Like, why do you need to feel like a woman <laughs> so much? Go. I've never felt like. It, at a, in a date, like, oh, I don't feel like a woman. Interesting. You you don't have whatever voice that is in your yeah, head. Yeah, I don't get that. Mm. Well, at any rate... Um, we're learning a lot. We are. I We're getting new blood in the house, which I'm excited about. Um, not over the moon thrill. I'm with the peanut gallery. Nino has not, like, captured my attention yet. But in the last five minutes, he had some exciting moments. And I hope the, the, the other new guy and the new girl are like awesome the peanut gallery don't give a fuck about nino right now which is pretty funny no and it kind of made me feel better about not giving a fuck about him uh but that first i mean he had one of the least exciting opening scenes of anyone all season right and i think i think now would be a good time to remind ourselves that like there have been moments this season very recently where people left and we're like they're irreplaceable and the casting directors on terrace house continue to hit it out of the park finding us like stealth fascinating people so I hope the two new people coming in after this dude are like balls to the wall interesting. He's interesting. Yeah, he's not he's not uninteresting on paper. Yamachan made the point he has got great credentials. Mm. Uh, I'm just let's see let's see what he's yeah, like on a date. See. Let's see what kind of sugar daddy he's gonna be. He did bring up he's like I could take you to a nice Ginza sushi day, but I prefer a high end uh, Shibuya sushi day. I was into that as a Capricorn, and I reckon Hana is too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Let's go watch that episode. All right. We'll do this again. Tweet us, uh, nordvpn.org slash terrace if you want to catch up with us. Yeah, I want to hear you do every plug at once. <laughs> that Just, was, that, those are the plugs. You did the Twitter. You did oh, do iTunes. iTunes. Uh, we're available on iTunes, Spotify. What should they do if they like our show? 
Huh? Oh, please rate, uh, subscribe. Yeah. Give us the stars. How many stars? Four and a half to five. Okay. Yeah. Anywhere in the four and a half to five range. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our, our Twitter's my, my Twitter is Terrace House Pod. Yeah. Please talk to Noel. It's the only thing that gives me joy in a day. In this, in this lately, area. in this economy, and in so. this economy, and then we'll we'll start taking questions again soon. I think we've batch recorded a lot lately, so we're kind of the Twitter well has run dry for content. But by the time you hear this, we will definitely be itching for more stuff. So hit us up. We're almost caught up. So yeah. peace. Bye.